You are listening to Girl, Not This, a podcast series dedicated to my fellow besties trying to navigate their 20s, coming to terms with their spirituality, and healing while still living at home. My name is Lindsay, and thank you for joining in. Welcome to episode four of Girl, Not This. In today's episode, I will be talking about the tough pill of losing friends while on your healing journey. I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello. So something I touched on last week has really been on my mind. And based off my DMs, it's been on yours too. Losing friends while on your healing journey. And side note, I'm still really sick, so I'm going to sound horrendous and I'm really sorry, but let's talk about it. Losing friends was never really foreign to me. I had lost friends in middle school to now, so it's nothing really crazy. During school, it was almost always the same thing. Someone talking shit behind someone's back to someone just not being able to stand you, period. But no one really talks about losing friends in adulthood. You almost always hear, we just grew apart to sometimes it's best to leave someone behind. From my experiences these past couple of years, I feel like we're meant to experience people at that certain point of time. For example, for a bit, I found myself surrounded by water signs and I stopped and reflected, okay, why am I a fire sign surrounded by so many friends who are water? I realized I was deeply in my masculinity and was way too blunt with how I spoke with people that my water signs friends like helped me soften up. I realized it was okay to feel my feelings. It was okay to be emotional. I could think me saying a certain thing would be no problem just to have my friend later on tell me that I hurt their feelings. (laughs) I was slowly coming around to not just thinking about myself and my problems, but empathizing and relating to others in such a deeper way. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, I've always had such a large group of friends and, you know, X, Y, and Z, but I am someone who's always on the outside looking in. I have seen so many people just stay friends because of the convenience and or just because they compliment one another, but there's never really any real intellectual substance. It's kind of more of like, oh, this is a person I go shopping with or this is a person I go eat brunch with. So I've never really had such a large group of friends like that. I've always just had like the one friend that I would do everything with type thing. When I started my healing journey and started therapy, I was excited to just sit and talk with someone who didn't know me from my day to day. It was easy to just vent and talk about something from my past with no judgment because this person didn't know me then. With this, I feel like the blindfold over my eyes was starting to unveil. I started my shadow work. I started creating boundaries. I stopped trauma dumping on people and creating trauma bonds. I opened up to people about my life who genuinely wanted to know me and not because we went through the same thing and we bonded through that. With this came a lot of eye-opening experiences. I started to take note the moment I would share something about myself with someone and have that someone kind of like try to one-up me. Like, oh, you had it hard? Girl, I had it harder. Oh, you're from the ghetto? I grew up in the ghetto. A competition was already forming in their mind. These experiences obviously would leave a bad taste in my mouth. Looking back now, I'm glad they did because I don't need that. (laughs) Like, I don't need that in my life, babes. You want to surround yourself with people who truly want the best for you and let you shine your light no matter how bright you are. No hesitation and no malicious thoughts that 
yield them theirs. Anyway, I am someone who will cheer people on for whatever. You started a baking business? Bitch, yes. Let me place an order. You do hair? Bet. Book me in for a haircut and color. You want to vent about a man? Cool. We'll do it over brunch. Having a bad day? Here's $5. Go get a coffee on me. It was one of the hardest pills to swallow that not everyone will be the friend that I am to them. I had a falling out with someone I considered my fucking sister. We became so close in a short amount of time. We traveled, did dinner dates, went on adventures with one another. And I was so blinded by the things that we did with one another that I would ignore the red flags. I would ignore the shit talking of others, the constant comparisons, the way she started to possess over me. And it it was just so minuscule in my mind. Like, oh, she just wants to share locations with me because she's going to go here, you know, wants me to have her location. But it, I feel like it was more so so she could have mine and really know what I was up to, what I was doing when I was not with her. You know, like I could be dating someone. I could be over this person's house and I would get a text like, bitch, you're in Marina Del Rey. Oh, my God. And it was just really like, what? The moment that really opened my eyes was when I was job hunting, wanting something better for myself. And when I found it, I excitedly told her the benefits, the pay, the location, like just me, you know, stepping into my big girl panties. And the immediate comparison came out, followed by a backhanded compliment. Did I get the position? No. Then the constant job check-ins were coming in. Did I find anything? Has anyone called me back? I was constantly interviewing, but not getting any fucking callbacks. I couldn't help but think she had something to do with it. Now, you're here listening to me speak about this journey. I consider myself superstitious and very spiritual. So do not be shocked when I say me tiro el malojo. Amongst other things that I'm not really going to touch on, but needless to say... I was fucking hurt. I was so blinded by this bond that I was ignoring the red flags. I was so in like myself of healing from my past relationships that I didn't even think you could be this hurt in a friendship. I immediately went into my old thought patterns. What did I do? How can I talk to her? How can I fix it? But then something in me shifted. Something in me told me, no, this is a blessing in disguise. I had been praying and praying to Santa Barbara to weed out the people who weren't for me and my highest good. And here she was handing this friend on a silver platter. I cut her off completely. I blocked her and I kept it pushing. Did it hurt? 100%. Because here is someone who you thought was going to be in your life for a long time just gone. This was truly the biggest test of my growth. Was I going to let this loss hinder me and my highest good or was I going to take this as a lesson and keep it going? There are some people who came along the way and really truly helped me and picked me up and for them I'm truly grateful. But like I said before, we're meant to experience people. Not everyone stays in our life and that's okay. Going through this was hard. I feel like A friendship breakup is honestly harder than a relationship one. Going through a friendship breakup like this and then going through a relationship breakup, it's there's no comparison, I feel like. I went deeper into my shadow work. Was I ever going to trust anyone ever again? Was I going to ignore red flags because I didn't want to lose the friendship? Putting yourself first is a fucking bitch sometimes. Why? Oh, you're creating and reinforcing boundaries? You're just being a bitch. Oh, 
you don't want to hear me trauma dump because it affects you and your mental health. Again, you're a fucking bitch. And please do not get me started on cutting someone off just because you can't watch them self-destruct anymore. This one truly fucking hurts because you can still love them, but you're putting you and your mental health first. And girl, the guilt that comes with this, ay hermana. You already know. I'm not going to sit here and blame everyone but myself. With my shadow work, I have reflected on my own mistakes and errors and hold myself in a different state than I did before. With this reflection and growth, I now understand that everyone's healing journey is going to look different. And sometimes you outgrow the people around you. And that's just what it is. You just outgrow them. I'm someone who is truly big on accountability. No one is perfect and mistakes are made, but it's difficult hearing someone know what's best for them and know what they need to do, but don't do it because it's just hard. And they vent and vent over the same thing over and over again. And the best thing you can do as a friend is just support them and be there for them. But I feel like in the end, you're just enabling the behavior because like I just said, they know, but they're refusing to. Healing has been one of the loneliest eye-opening experiences. I no longer accept 80-20, where I am the one constantly checking in, making plans, and putting in more effort. I value myself in my time. I no longer care about dimming myself and watering myself down who I am because someone has a problem with it. For all I care... You have a problem with yourself until you bring the problem to me. I have no problem removing myself in any situation because my peace comes first. In the end, the relationship we have with ourselves is the one that we're going to have for the rest of our life. Life is too short to be putting up with half-assed relationships. I wish, I wish I could sit here and say it gets better, but it doesn't. The way you handle and the way you work through these lessons just becomes a bit easier. Now, Saturn just went into Pisces on the 7th, so hit me up in about three years and we can talk about the new lessons that came with this transit. (laughs) And for those who are new to astrology, a quick little lesson on the Saturn return. As you know, there is more to us than just our sun sign. There is a whole chart where we have all 12 signs in different houses in the chart. So as a Sagittarius sun and Capricorn rising, I have Pisces in my third house with Saturn. Saturn was last in Pisces around the time I was born. So around 27, 28 years ago, Saturn brings life changes that will affect the next 27 to 29 years. A lot of people going through their first Saturn return usually get married, have a baby, career change, and just making those big life changes. It is the planet of lessons, boundaries, maturity, challenge, which means It's really going to nail down on growing up, letting go of what's not practical for long-term visions, working smarter, more diligently with our time. Saturn being in my third house means my house of communication, short-term travel, siblings is going to be challenged. Saturn is a planet that demands structure. So RIP me. But no, in all seriousness, I am welcoming all changes in my life, positive and negative, because with these, we grow and we learn and we just learn new things about ourselves along the way. So please remember to say, girl, bye, when shit is trying to knock you down. Like the song, Love is a Battlefield. We are young and baby, we are strong. Thank you for tuning in and reflecting with me. 
I urge you to take some time for yourself and document the outcome. New episodes will be coming every Wednesday. Feel free to reach out to me and share your stories or ask me a question at girlnotthisla at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and follow the podcast on your preferred streaming service. I'm Lindsay. Thank you for listening.